Candace Owens suspended from Twitter for being anti-lockdown. The mainstream media overreports the CDC COVID-19 deaths and police in California show up with riot gear against the protesters. We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to the Raging Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino, where we go through everything in the news together. Now let's get into this. Before we get into this, if you guys can please rate five stars on Apple. The left keeps one star bombarding us. And if you can, please share this podcast with a friend or two. It's growing at a rapid pace. We're entering the top conservative podcast. I want to keep this going. So just invite a couple friends if you can. Just if you're watching this, just send the link. Just send it to three friends and tell them, send it to three friends. I doubt they'll go that far. But at least if you can send it to three friends, that will be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Let's get into this. So Candace Owens got suspended by Twitter for a pro-freedom anti lockdown tweet. I assume it was declared as a dangerous or harmful tweet since freedom is now considered deadly. Now this is what the tweet read and it's very strikingly similar to the tweets that I say all the time. Apparently at Governor Whitmer believes she is a duly elected dictator of a socialist country. The people of Michigan need to stand, stand up to her. Open your businesses, go to work. The police think she's crazy too. They are not going to arrest 10 million people for going to work. And the specifics of to why it, what rules it violated are empty. So that's what she was suspended for. Shout out to the dumb liberals who's saying, oh, she should be suspended because she told people to break the law. Listen, it is tyranny. It is tyrannical. If we were to flash back to uh, a couple hundred years ago, it would be illegal to flee- free the slaves. So a tweet saying <laughs> the slaves should be free would get you suspended as well if you're going to use those standards. Just because it's law does not make it right and does not make it just. Donald Trump Jr. weighed in. He said, heard my friend at Candace Owens that she got banned from Twitter. Not banned. It's just temporarily suspended. Because uh, you can still go to her page, and her page is still there. She just can't access it. There's a difference. Uh, for simply telling people of Michigan they should go to work. If the social media masters ban you f- without an explanation, imagine what they'll do to try to influence elections given their politics. Um, Tom Finton, he also tweeted out a whole article about it. So that's where we're at. My Twitter... <laughs> Could be on the verge of suspension as well. Just consider using that as a case study for what she did wrong is, I guess, what I do wrong all the time. Telling people to reject tyranny and go to work is, I guess, dangerous and harmful. I'm just assuming that's probably what they deemed it as. Now, this is how the social medias, this is how the big tech, this is how the media, this is how the left, this is their whole agenda point is... You can't tell people to break the law. That is not allowed. There are so many dumb laws on the books. If we're going to hold that as the gold standard throughout for what you can and can't say on social media, I'm sorry, but that's idiotic. Totally idiotic. That is a bad case. That's a bad example of... See, that's the problem. The Democrats, they don't believe in free speech. They believe all dissidents. They believe everybody that goes against what they're saying should be banned and removed from the platform because there is no room for that type of speech that proves their speech wrong on the platform. And any Democrat that supports her suspension, you're an idiot. And I want you guys to tell them that they're idiots too if you see them. There are certain times where you can explain to the Democrats 
oh, this is why you're wrong. This is why you shouldn't do that. We're getting to the point where we're their their mental capacity i've been saying this all the time they lack the mental capacity of thinking of critical thinking of sorting things out for their own and and coming out with the truth and not having answers that contradict the previous things that they're saying they're they're a bunch of hypocritical contradicting idiots and it's gotten to the point where we can't even explain to them what we want because they just won't understand it. They don't have the capacity of understanding it. These are these are mental individuals. These are people who lack a piece of their brain of critical thinking. So it turns out the CDC coronavirus death rate is lower than what the media is promoting. And we're going to go through it right now. So the coronavirus death count reported by media outpaces the actual deaths reported by the CDC by nearly 29,000 deaths. So if you go to the CDC website and you go to where they list the COVID-19 deaths, deaths from all causes, uh, percentage of expected deaths, pneumonia deaths, and there's a bunch of other influenza deaths, etc. So if you go to their website and it's it's by per week and it tells you death from all causes, so you know on uh, total deaths from all causes within this time frame um, is about 700,000. Deaths from COVID-19 is 37,000. Now, there is a lag. that There is 100% a lag in the data. But the data goes up until April 25th. And up until the April 25th point, they recorded 37,000 deaths. If we were to go over to Worldometers, which keeps track of everything, on the April 25th date... They were actually up to 54,000. So there's 54,000 deaths promoted by by the media in the USA from COVID-19. But CDC is only marking 37,000. Why? Why is this like this? I'll give you, I'll keep you guys up to date if more things develop, if somebody makes a statement. But it seems like it's just overrepresented. And it might be because it's the CDC is actually might be going by death certificates and not presumptions. So their data that they're getting where they're actually doing it based on, oh, the, the death certificates say X, we're going to mark that down. And a lot of times what the states do, a lot of times what the counties do is they just do presumptive deaths. Oh, we think this person might have died from COVID-19. Let's just mark it down anyway. And that is... Uh, given a twisted sense of the data or the people dying with COVID-19, not necessarily from COVID-19. Now, there's there's a lot of mishaps in this data, all the data, almost all the data with COVID-19. It doesn't add up. Almost none of it adds up. So Dinesh D'Souza tweeted out as well, just like that, the CDC reduces its coronavirus death count to 37,000. That's nearly half. I'm not 100% sure if they actually reduced it or if we're just taking note now of their the way they're counting. Um, did 30,000 people spring back to life like Lazarus? No, it seems like a gay uh, defined as a case of the CDC accidentally telling the truth. So... There, since there's so much inconsistencies in receiving this COVID-19 data, it, it's like, where, where are we at right now? 
These Democrat governors are using this inconsistent data to constantly push and promote their lockdowns. Just today, Cuomo came out with the antibody tests results. I guess these test results were done from a couple of weeks ago. The official results are in that 20% of New York City has been infected. By now, it's probably close to 30% if I had to assume because of the time lag from the results of that. What happens when we get to 60, 70, 80% of New York City infected? Are you still going to promote these lockdowns even though we, we, at that point you would be herd immune? When you look at the real data, when you're getting the real facts of this crisis, we will realize and the more we learn that we're that this is not a crisis of COVID-19. This is a crisis of politics. This is a crisis of lockdowns. COVID-19 as a virus, as a crisis, is literally irrelevant compared to what we're dealing with with economic damages, what we're dealing with with the lockdown damages, with, we're dealing with, with t- tyranny. And also, if you want to add in the worldwide hunger that's going to be a cause of all this, apparently 100 million people might die around the world because of the economic crashes going on all over the place. COVID-19 is irrelevant, even with the highest numbers, the highest depth counts, with the overinflated this, the overinflated that. Even if you get to the highest numbers of inflation with this virus, it is still not even lockdown worthy. It is still irrelevant. Until it hits heart disease numbers or even comes a third of the way to heart disease numbers, then then I'll start to take it somewhat seriously. But if, it, if this crisis, if this doomsday, if this virus that is causing all these lockdowns and all these shutdowns aren't even a quarter of the way to the, to the number one cause of death in America, how does that make any sense? We don't ban foods for cancer. We don't force people to go on diets for heart disease. We don't do any lockdowns or shutdowns for the flu. If we're going to hold their lockdown standards accountable and their tyranny accountable across the board, there will be no cars or there'll be drive limits. You can only drive 100 100 miles or you need a a, a pass to drive back and forth to work and you only could do 10 miles of joyriding. That's coming soon. I think something I heard of something. It could be conspiracy, but I, I could sworn I heard something similar to that coming to New York City or being discussed. Don't take my word on it. If they want to limit the accident fatalities, they can do that. They can ban McDonald's if they actually cared about heart disease. But you know what? This comes down to people's individual freedoms, people's individual choices to choose and to do what they want physically. If I personally want to risk myself getting COVID-19 knowing that there's a 99.9% survival rate and I probably wouldn't even know I had it, if I want to take that risk, I'll go outside. I'll go to a restaurant. I'll go to a movie theater. You can stay in, at home and hide. I don't care. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't affect me. If I want to eat McDonald's every single day and die from heart disease, that's on me. That's my freedom. That's my individual choice. Democrats, they believe in the nanny state. They are your parents. And they need to take care of their kids, which is us. That's not supposed it's not supposed to be that way. The Democrats, this is why they all live in their mom's basements until they're 40 years old. And this is why they're socialists, because they want mommy and daddy to take care of them for the rest of their life. That's why they're socialists. That's why they want free this. That's why they want free that. 
And you know what? When it comes time for the economy to start opening back up, guess who's going to get the first dibs at all the new jobs opening up? Or the old jobs reopening back up? Republicans. Republicans are going to be the first in all these unemployment lines or these help wanted lines. They're going to be the first one to get all the jobs. This is good for the, for the Republicans as, as a whole. For us, this is great. For the Democrats as a whole, this is going to hurt them big time. And I think in the long term, or the short long term, we're going to see an even growing divide between the Republicans and the Democrats. You might see a lot of Democrats jump ship over to the Republican Party as the Democrats become more radical left because none of them have any jobs. Making the socialism way more mainstream in the Democrat Party, pushing them further to the left. Because an AOC is going to rise to power even more. Because she's going to be like, oh my god, all, we're all unemployed, all, the, all of us, we're all unemployed, fight for 15, fight for 20. And because her base is unable to get their jobs back, or jobs at all, they're going to become more radical left. And you know what? That's on you. That's on you, Democrats. Because you're scared, hiding in your house, waiting for Andrew Cuomo, waiting for Joe Biden to come and magically poof away this virus by having you locked in your house for six months. It's not going to happen. So, that's, that's where I stand when it comes to that. And you know what? I, I don't wish any ill will on people. I don't want to see... People do bad, but that's kind of just the reality of it. The Democrats are going to have an extremely hard time finding work while the Republicans keep the world rolling. They keep the world moving. And, I, and I've tweeted that out, and somebody said something along the lines of, I don't know if this statistic's true, but I just want to respond to it anyway. They said, oh, the Republican counties only account for 35% of the GDP or the Republican states or the cities, whatever it was, only account for 35% of the GDP of, of America. That is the twisted, warped world that these bubble Democrats live in. In Los Angeles, in San Diego, in San Francisco, the Democrats there think California is literally 99% Democrat. Right outside of their cities, it is hardcore Republican. The Republicans are the ones supplying the foods. The Republicans are the ones supplying the power. The Republicans are the ones that are keeping these Democrat cities functioning and alive. And you know what the sad part is? These Democrat cities that are kept alive by the surrounding Republicans, these Democrat cities are constantly voting for leaders and policies that hurt the people that are keeping their society functioning. And you know what? Because since they live in their own little world, their own little brain, they don't understand the worries just outside their city. And that's why I think California needs to be broken up. Because that's a very large controlling power of the delegate in one state. Literally three different cities controlling the entire state. Controlling the governor, controlling the mayors, obviously, in their areas. And that hurts the surrounding Republicans. It needs to be divided up. It just needs to be because the needs of the city folk is so different from the needs of the non-city folk. That's why the city folks are Democrats and the outside of the city folks are Republicans. And these, these, these Hollywood liberals need to understand that their state isn't all blue. It just votes blue because there's the majority because they're stupid cities. So up on screen, I have footage of cops in riot gear 
blocking the protesters from protesting, I guess, on the lawn of the state or Capitol building um, in California. Now, obviously, none of these Republican protests have become violent whatsoever at all. You can't say the same for the left and the Democrats when they protest. Now, this is what happens. We are on the verge of a revolution, and yet none of the protests have turned out to be violent at all. Or in any now, here's... Sign that says stop the tyranny. The cops are saying if you don't leave this area, you'll be subject to physical arrest and detention. Uh, goes to the people sh- uh, chanting USA, USA. Now, we're on the verge of a revolution. And uh, you can't really blame the cops for showing up in riot gear, even though nothing is getting violent or rioty at all. At all. It seems like just nice organized protests of people yelling and chanting in California, at least. And guess what? If this was to turn violent, if this was to turn into an actual revolution, which I hope we don't get to that point, I think people would return to work before any of that happens, which I'm hoping. That riot gear is useless. We'll do nothing. I'm sorry, you tyranny-abiding cops. Listen... The cops have successfully, as a whole, got themselves hated by Democrats and Republicans. Obviously, there are many great, amazing cops out there. But it seems like, obviously, the ones in the Democrat states and the Democrat cities are just following orders and and following the control that the tyrannical governments are giving them. Not one. I haven't heard of one instance of a cop saying, I will... I can't do this, taking their badge off and joining the protesters. Listen, if any cop was to say, I can't do this, take their badge off, drop it on the floor and join the protesters, yes, they'll lose their job. And it seems like these cops, they just want their paycheck. That's, I'm sorry, but when you become a cop, you take an oath to protect and serve and to uphold the Constitution, not to uphold tyrannical orders for the sake of a paycheck. But if any cop was to take their badge off and say, I can't I can't keep doing this and join the protests, I guarantee you, you'll obviously lose your job, but I guarantee you there will be a GoFundMe created in the next 24 hours and there'll be hundreds of thousands, if not upwards of a million dollars in that GoFundMe account overnight for that officer. Just a little idea for any of you Republican police officers that are following tyrannical orders that are listening to this. And you know what? If you guys know any police officers that are following these tyrannical orders, let them know what to do. I could record it for them if they want. I can set it up for them if if they want. I can do all that. Text me, 917-540-987. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's 917 540-8768. That is the number. Shoot me a text saying, Cops, if you have a cop friend who would be willing to do this, I'll record it for them. We can make it viral, and they can make a million dollars. Listen, don't do it for the money. Don't do it for the money. Just know that there's a secure way out of 
following tyrannical orders. That's what I want to make clear. Don't just do it because you want to make money. Do it because you're at a physical, you're physically unrested. You're, you're physically not feeling right carrying out these tyrannical orders. You want to uphold the Constitution, but you're the needle in the haystack in the police department. You don't want to be the only one to go against the orders. And that seems to be the constant that happens. Normally when we do see a sheriff's office or a police department say, no, we're not going to confiscate guns, it's usually because it's the precinct or the department as a whole saying no. When it's the other way around where it's the majority Democrats that are like, yeah, let's just do that, and there's one person in there that's like, I don't want to do that. They're kind of pressured into it. They're kind of the oddball out into doing it. And they're afraid to come out because they want to lose. They don't want to lose their paycheck. Being becoming an officer, if you if you if you're becoming an officer for the paycheck, you're doing it for the wrong reasons, and you probably shouldn't be a police officer at that point. But if you actually have any morals, if you actually care about the duty you're signing up for, I'm sure army and military vets and active duty could relate to this a little bit more because obviously you don't go into the military for the paycheck. You're going into the military because you have this belief, because you want to protect America. They can relate to it a little bit more, a lot more. And I was talking to my dad earlier, and we were talking about how my grandpa used to be a cop and... He was very patriotic. And back then, obviously, it was a lot of World War II vets coming back from the war. And they were coming back from the war. And obviously, one of the jobs that they can get, I guess, fairly easily would have been a police officer. Since it's kind of related in a way of, you know, shows that they're qualified to do a type of job like that. And they were very patriotic, hard R Republicans. And that's because they, they came back from the war. They had this sense of patriotism. They had this sense of they went overseas to end tyranny, to end the socialist reign and dictatorship. That's why they went over there. So when they came back, they wanted to uphold what they were fighting against overseas. It seems like over time, people lost their ways. Over time, Piers Morgan said in 2013 when he was talking to Ben Shapiro, he said, you really think your government, America, is going to become tyrannical? Do you realize how ridiculous that sounds? That's what Piers Morgan said in 2013. Well, here we are today. This has been a massive wake-up call to everybody. Your government can become tyrannical at the flick of a switch. And guess what? The police officers, at least these police officers, will follow their every bidding and all their orders like in, like pawns in a chess game. I used to always think to myself, these are individuals that signed up to serve a line of duty that won't follow out those orders. Like, you know what? Guess what? I was wrong. I was wrong. There are a lot that would be like that, but there are a lot that aren't. You see, if, if the military was to come in and stop a revolution, I think they would think twice about it. I think from the top down, the federal government, I think the federal government would say, ooh. But you, they kind of got to act at that point. If anything, it would be just to, to end it. I don't, I don't know how the federal government, honestly, I have no clue how the federal government would act if there was a revolution. It might be just, you know, coming in last minute just to make sure everything's broken up. 
I mean, by the time they would even get there, the revolution would be over. Let's just be real. Because if these people wanted to storm the gates, and if they did have guns, if they wanted to storm the gates, they can be in and out within an hour or two. Way before <laughs> anybody can get there. So, let me know what you think. Thank you so much for listening to The Raging Patriot. If you are listening to Apple, please give it five stars. Uh, The left is one star bombarding me. If you want to shoot me a text, send me some fan mail, 917-540-8768. You can shoot me a text. I'll keep you updated on things. You can send me questions. I might answer them on the show. I might answer them in the text with you. Uh, Also, if you can, please share this episode to your friends. Send it to your friends. I, I love doing this daily show. Send it to your friends. Subscribe. Tell them to subscribe. Um, you know, I'll be here every single day. Uh, you'll, I'll never take a day off. I, I, I promise you. And if I do, then I, I, pro- I probably have COVID-19. I'm probably sick and dying. So, yeah, thank, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Go listen to another episode. If you listen to this this far, then, then you need help. You need to go to my other episodes. Peace out.